Welcome to the Scale Up Your Business podcast. In this podcast, we talk about what it takes to go from startup to scale up and beyond. How to significantly grow your business, create freedom, build wealth, and live life on your terms. Featuring some very special guests and experts to give you advice and direction on your journey. And now, introducing your host, entrepreneur, investor, and scale-up specialist, Nick Bradley. Hi, everyone. Nick Bradley here. This is a bit of a different episode for everybody. So all my regular listeners are expecting the show on a Monday or a Thursday, you know, 15 minutes to action, then I've got the interviews. So I've been doing two shows a week for some time now. But we're going to try something different. I like to um, innovate. And I like to listen to what uh, you have all told me. And the feedback I'm getting right now is put out more episodes. <laughs> so I thought, well, okay, I've only got 24 hours in a day. That is not an excuse. If people want uh, more scale up your business, then let's do more scale up your business. So I'm introducing a couple of additional episodes per month, and I'm going to release them on every second Saturday. And it's going to be a sub-show within the show, similar to like how we do Entrepreneur in Focus and things like that. And this is going to be called Chat with Titans, okay? And specifically what it's going to be is, because we're starting today, is interviews that I'm doing on Clubhouse with some of the most amazing people on the app, celebrities, successful business leaders, billionaires, millionaires, and people who I think are making change happen, particularly in this new world that we have around connection, collaboration, and the fact that we have to embrace technology to do that because a lot of us have been locked down for the last 12 months or more because of COVID-19. So Chat with Titans is really just trying to give you some short, sharp interviews with people that I think are just quite interesting right now in terms of what they're doing. So the first one to kick off this new series of Scale Up Your Business, I have Gary Henderson. Now, I met Gary on Clubhouse. He's been on there for only a few weeks, similar timing to me actually, and he has absolutely focused and made made it his own really. Um, he's got a club within Clubhouse, which is called Gary.club. He is the founder of digitalmarketing.org, which is a full service digital marketing agency. He focuses on relationship building and consulting. He's also got a podcast called All The Way Up. But the thing I wanted to talk about really today was just how he has managed to really engage and embrace an audience so quickly on Clubhouse. And some of his philosophies just around what's going on right now, um, based a lot on kind of his upbringing and his his experiences and things like that. So the interviews that I'm going to be doing continuously are just going to be really introspective stuff from people really telling their story. And I, I think it's interesting now because... Uh, there, there's so many fantastic people that are connecting and I have the ability to connect with um, through digital apps and online that I wanted to give you a few more shows, a few more opportunities to, to meet and listen from these amazing people. So that's it. I hope you like this first episode of a new series of Scale Up Your Business, Chat with Titans. Welcome to the show, Gary Anderson. Alrighty. Hi, everybody. This is Nick Bradley. I am here for another episode of Scale Up Your Business. This is a bit of a special one, a bit of a different one. I'm joined by my co-host, Mario Nafal. Are you there, Mario? I am, Nick. Glad to be here. 
Excellent. All righty, we are doing a live interview today on Clubhouse. So I'm not going to explain what that is for people who don't know who are listening to this uh, later on as an episode of Scale Up Your Business. But we have one of the experts, one of the people who's made a lot of traction in a very short amount of time on Clubhouse here today. I'm delighted to have as our guest on Chat with Titans, Gary Henderson. Welcome to the show, Gary. Oh, thanks for having me, Nick and Mario. It's absolutely my pleasure to be here and spend some time with you guys today. Yeah, awesome. Well, listen, it's great to have you here. Listen, I, you know what? I'm a bit of a newbie to this. I've been on the, the platform Clubhouse for a couple of weeks. I'm still finding my way, right? So working all this stuff out. But you've been, you know, here for a little while. You've, you've really started to kind of master what this is about. But I want to get into that. But I'd, I'd like to start off, if that's all right, with just a little bit more about you because people are seeing you float around the place here. You've got some big rooms. You've got lots of followers. But I want to kind of get into the real Gary, if that's okay. So let's kick off. What's your story, man? So t- tell us what you do now and a bit, of, a bit of the background of who you are. Yeah, so today I help entrepreneurs make a, a big impact online. But before that, you know, I was raised in southern West Virginia. I didn't come from generational wealth. I was raised in a single wide trailer. We actually lived on the grounds of the school that I went to and my mom was a school teacher at. So I was raised by a single mom in a single wide trailer in southern West Virginia. I graduated from Myrtle Beach High School, so I moved to Myrtle Beach, South Carolina my senior year. I graduated from high school there. I went one semester to college in Myrtle Beach, and I transferred to college in Charleston. I went one semester there, and I dropped out. When I dropped out, I told my mom, I said, I'm going to get a job. And she kind of laughed at me because she's a school teacher. She said, there's no way you can. But oh, I can. So I got a job, and I was um, a developer at an ad agency. And I completed a three-and-a-half-year plan in less than a year while my boss was out and I developed an internal system to track our actual cost against estimates. As an agency, we build everything on estimates. I built the internal system to track our internal cost. So I have a developer background. I went on to, you know, I've worked with Ford Motor Companies, Christina Aguilera, Lincoln Park, Carrot Top. It's one of the first companies in the United States to send video through email. I've done a nationally televised high school all-star game with ESPN, Cam Newton that now plays for the Patriots. Um, He played for the Carolina Panthers for years. He was the MVP the year that I ran that event. Um, That was an event that I founded and started myself while I was working for a company called Austin Stephen Sports. I've also went on to work with Lewis Howes and Jeff Walker and Michael Hyatt and Lisa Sasevich and Suzanne Evans and, I mean, just Gabby Bernstein. The list just goes on and on and on of of the the influencers or the the content creators or personalities that I've helped make an impact online over the years. That's just I guess about 90 seconds about me. All right, that's cool. All right, I'm going to go a little bit deeper into that because I think you know part of part of this show is to understand what makes entrepreneurs, particularly successful entrepreneurs, tick. Right. So I did this with Mario. He enjoyed it, I think. <laughs> so we'll do it with you, Gary. So, so when you were on that journey, right? As you said, you know, you you came from from beginnings, you know, that were you know I'd imagine pretty challenging, right? And then you know you've worked with some of the absolute leaders, you know, in the in the space of influencers and things like that, and some of the names you mentioned. What was the point when you started to feel it was starting to come together, where it was working? Was that a conscious thing? You thought, wow, this is really something I didn't expect, or was it intentional? It was intentional for me. So I'm a role player, and I knew my role. So when I was, you know, working at the agency, back when I was 19, 20 years old, my role was to write software, and my role was to make my boss look good. So when my boss tore his ACL and was out for six months of the year, I still did my job and completed my role because I knew my job. So I've always been a role player. Whether I'm leading and my role is to lead a team 
or whether my role was to play a role on the team. I'm an amazing role player. So it always kind of came together because I put my clients first. I put what I charged my clients or the, the value that I gave my clients, I put that above everything else because I knew that that's why they invested in me. It's my opinion that I don't have any money. It's my opinion that I don't own my business. My clients own my business. Because when I started my business, I started it with $5,000. So that's all I had. Every other dime that I've made since that moment that I started my business with $5,000, every other dime that I made has come from a client. It did not come from me. It did not come from generational wealth. It did not come from a bank loan. It came from clients. So I owe everything to my clients. And if I don't deliver for my clients, then they don't pay me. So I had to show up. Where did that come from? So so, so that, that sort of, let's call it, beliefs or standards or just the way that you, you thought about that? You know, who, who inspired you when you were growing up? I think it was, I mean, my parents got divorced when I was a kid. My mom was, she was strict. She was a basketball coach. She still holds records in the county that I grew up in. I still hold records in the county that I grew up in. So I played sports. And I was just taught that, like, you, we don't accept C's in our household. So you could get an A or you could get a B, but you could not get a C. It was just not acceptable. So I was taught that failure was not an option. There, you know, if you were going to do something, you had to do your personal best, whatever your personal best was. So I'm not willing to do anything less than that for anyone I work with. And I'll stick to my guns and my principles over everything else. Okay. And th- and that point though, so you said, you know, that's an interesting um, thing I just want to delve into a little bit as well. So so getting the grades, right, was something that was important, right? I, you mentioned that. And then you didn't go down a traditional route. You know, you didn't go down the academic route. You kind of decided to go off and do something more entrepreneurial. How, how hard was that conversation with your family? I, I made it without them. Um, I've never been a, a real good follower. So I remember one time I was in a, a bi- biology class and my, my teacher at the time in high school, she asked a question, and it was um, described the endocrine system. I didn't really know what it did, but I knew it got rid of stuff. So I just said it got rid of stuff, and I got half credit because I didn't really know what it did, but I understood the concept around it. My my typing class in high school, I got a C in typing. I aced the final the very first day of, of the class. They gave us the final on day one and the final again at the end. I aced the final day one. I made a C. Even though it wasn't acceptable, I made a C because it was my personal best, because I thought all the busy work was BS. So, you know, in my world, knowing that I had to do something and knowing that I needed to do something that would fulfill me personally was the most important thing. School wasn't going to be it. I was bored out of my mind in college, like literally bored out of my mind, and I knew that. So I had no choice. Either I could have, you know, maybe tried, but I would have failed miserably, or I had to take a path, and I had to prove that what I could do would actually be successful and I could take a non-traditional path and prove success because it wasn't success or failure. I was going to succeed. I just had to succeed in my way, not someone else's. All right. I love that. It's, it, I, the reason I want to go deep in some of these questions is I think you can learn a lot just by people's stories and journeys, right? And, and the decisions that they make at certain points, which could have gone either way. So, so it's just interesting just to sort of see how your psychology was working as you were making that transition. Because a lot of people, and this is my belief in it, a lot of people, they do a bit of work up front and then they don't finish the job right? You know, they kind of get part of the way there and then it becomes too hard and they drop out. It's called like the pathway of attrition, right? But the people who really kind of get there are the ones that, that have that belief, that determination, that discipline to do it. So I'm just kind of understanding a little bit more about that. A, for my knowledge, because <laughs> I love this, but also for 
the hundreds of people who have joined us on Clubhouse who want to know this as well. So let's let's go into um, you know that first business right that you did. So the first venture you talked a little bit about that in the beginning. T- take me through the journey of how you grew that. You said beforehand it was about serving your clients, serving your customers in an exceptional way, right? But t- take me about how you kind of grew that as a business. Did you have any more strategies or things like that that you did that if you look back now um, were really important to the success? Yeah, I kind of you know I I started my first business when I was. 19, I had a venture capital investor, an angel investor. He founded a company called Steel Creek. He had sold that company. He started a bunch of companies. Mine was one of them. He gave me a big check and said, let's go. Um, I took that and I never really had any, any true autonomy on my own. I ended up owning a bunch of a lot of companies. I owned a hot sauce company that was distributed in public. I owned a bunch of stuff, but I never had control. I was always serving a master that was the financial person. So whenever I shut that business down in 2005 and I started my business again in 2007, I looked at this a bit differently and I said, you know, I got to do something for me and I got to do something on my own, but I didn't know how to do it. And from seven and eight and nine and 10 and 11 and 12 and 13, I struggled and I struggled to make, you know, 400,000, 500,000, $600,000. Um, I had a big client, a big client of mine was a hotel group and they, they, I represented one of the top 10 hotels in the world. There was another company that represented the other nine. I was the only company that represented one of them. And this particular client, at the end of every year, they were paying me about thirty to forty thousand dollars a month at the time. And at the end of every year, they would look across their portfolio and they would owe me about fifty or sixty grand that they just hadn't got to pay yet. And they would say, "Well, Gary, here's the deal: we can either pay you January's payment, that'll be about forty grand, or we can pay you the sixty grand that we owe you from last year. But if we do, we're not going to pay you January, and you're fired." So I was being held hostage by a client because I had a client that owned or, or controlled a, a mass majority of my billing. And, and I realized at that moment, it was 2013, and I had to fix it. I scheduled a conference. I brought in some amazing speakers in South Beach. I met a mentor and someone that became a client of mine, Suzanne Evans. She told me I needed a package. She introduced me to this industry of, of, of personal development folks or, or people who sold their knowledge or their information, the Lewis House, the Jeff Walkers of the world. And what I learned very quickly is they're smart. They're really smart and they're really savvy, but they don't know how to tactically market in a way that I do. So I found a void and I found out that the Jeff Walkers and the Lewis House and all these people needed help. So I spent a year of my life, 2013 to 2014, working exclusively with Suzanne Evans, learning her business. She was about 45 minutes from my office so I could spend time in her brick and mortar. I went on her stage and I spoke to a thousand attendees at her live event. I joined her mastermind. I took on her clients first so I could learn their businesses as well. And then 2014, I was at an event with Steve Olsher. I was speaking on stage with Lewis Howes and I looked at him dead in the eye and I said, Lewis, you've got two choices. You can either invest a year of your time with a team that you're using right now to teach them how to, how to run your business the way that I know how to run it, or you can fire them and you can hire me. And about two weeks later, that other agency got fired. I got the position, and, and my agency handled Lewis's account from 2014 to 2019. But when I got the account, we delivered. We made millions and millions and millions of dollars for Lewis because I wasn't willing to stop. So I didn't, you know, getting the account is never the win for me. Getting the results that my client paid for and getting their value is where I get my win. 
Okay. I want to, I want to jump in a little bit into the personal development piece and then I want to jump more into the business side. So, so you, you started to get a bit more involved just by association and probably by environment with personal development. Have you been sort of doing much on yourself in terms of, you know, kind of your beliefs, you know, different, different programming, stuff like that? Had you kind of started to move into that personal development world or you were just working with people who were in that world? Oh, I didn't even know that world existed when I met Susan Evans. I didn't know her name. I Googled her and found out she was quite legit. I had never heard of Tony Robbins. I had never heard of Brian Tracy, which has been a client of mine. I'd never heard of T. Harp Ecker, which has been a client of mine. I'd never heard of any of these guys. I'd never heard of Lewis Howes. Like, these were all foreign names to me. I was in a business world, and, and I'm talking like a brick-and-mortar business world. I was, like, I was pitching NBC. I was pitching Community Coffee. I was pitching um, Dollywood. I was pitching major multi-million dollar contracts and never had no clue that this industry even existed. So there, I mean, that's, I mean, just fascinating because like often when you kind of get around some of these individuals, right, just by being by with them with by association, right, you kind of start to start to think differently. You know, that whole saying about you're the sum average of the five people you hang out with, if you believe that, right. So, so what I want to kind of get an understanding is did, did your mindset change when you started to get into this world? Or was it the fact that you're actually already operating at a pretty high level and you just started to get the opportunities that were presented when you started to, to meet these individuals and these businesses? I mean, I was operating at that level. I don't think my mindset really started to shift. I wasn't in a great place personally um, until I went through a divorce. I told my wife that I wanted a divorce in August of 2015. And when that happened, I went through a big personal change. I... I went inward. I started working on myself a lot. I, I'm not the same person I was. I wasn't a great husband. I wasn't I wasn't a great dad to my kids. I did a lot of things wrong. Um, I'm way different now. But I needed that, that journey. I was caught up in business. I was caught up in everything that was going on. And, and my priorities were out of whack. And I've apologized to my kids. I've apologized to my wife. I'm a way better husband now to my wife um, than I was to my ex-wife. So, like, I made that shift and, and that bigger shift happened for me between honestly 15 to 20 it was like a five-year five-year spin for me and then everything kind of came into to fruition at the end of 2020 as i rolled into 2021 and it it was just all in sync at that time yeah i mean my story is not dissimilar to yours you know in terms of that stuff and and what you're describing a little bit there is coming into flow right you know when you start to get things lined up it can be various values it can be just understanding a little bit more about who you are um, which kind of brings us to present day, right? And I'm going to get my co-host Mario to come in on a few things here. Because as I said, we're recording this um, Scale Up Your Business podcast episode live on Clubhouse. And I'm two weeks in, as I mentioned beforehand. You've been here a little bit longer, but you've done some pretty interesting things here, Gary. So just just take us through you know, what your thoughts are about Clubhouse um, and, and kind of what you've learned you know, since the time you've been on here. I'm just curious about kind of what you think about this platform. And then we'll get in a little bit into kind of what you're doing and what you think um, is going to be coming up in the future. Yeah, so, you know, I came into the platform on the 24th. A friend of mine, Adel, um, he's in a lifetime coaching program that I have. He gave me access, and he posted that he had an invitation, and I, it was the morning of the 24th, and it was super early, and I said, sure, I'll take it. I got in, and I poked around, and I wasn't in the right mindset, and it wasn't the right fit for me at that moment on the 24th of December, so I just kind of logged out. And I logged back in on the 27th, when I logged back in on the 27th, I I found a room and um, Joshua B. Lee, that 
that was on our stage here that that's in this room or was a moment ago. He brought me on stage as a as a moderator in a room to answer questions about running a business. And I met John Lee, and we started talking and hanging out. And I I I, I remember thinking like. I've always been quite masterful in a mastermind or in a small networking environment. I've built super strong, deep, deep relationships. I'm, I'm good enough when I speak on a stage in front of people. I can network. I'm, I'm an introverted extrovert. Um, I, I, I can deal with it all in, a, in an okay way. I get tired just like a normal introvert does. But I remember looking and, and getting into Clubhouse and saying, huh, this is a way. It's basically like a mastermind for me with a live audience at any given point in time that I want. And for the first two weeks, it was a wild, wild ride. I was spending 16 to 18 hours a day on the app, learning how the algorithm works, all correlation. I have no proof of anything that I've come up with. But with a developer background, I've watched how the algorithm works. I've watched the great things happen on Clubhouse. I've watched the not-so-great things happen on Clubhouse. It's been transformational, life-changing for me personally. It's been life-changing for me in business. Um, and I, and I've, I've got frustrated and I've taken some time and I've stepped back a couple of times and I've reevaluated what's going on here a couple of times. So it's, it's been a mix of everything for me, but you know, it's, it's on the, above all, it's been an amazingly positive experience and I've met some of the most epic people in the world that I would have never had a chance to meet if it wasn't for Clubhouse. So just to get the timing right here, you said the, the 27th, are we saying 27th of December? Yeah, the 27th of December is when I, I made my first big hurrah in the app. I got my account on the 24th of December, and I took the little Christmas holiday off, and I got in on the 27th of December. Okay, so it's 27th of January today, so happy one month. <laughs> I, I kind of thought it was longer. Thank you. <laughs> no, it's, it's not, and you know, it, it, it's different because there's some people who came in in the same month as me, and they've grown a lot more followers. And they've grown, you know, bigger audiences. And I think those things are great. But there are also a lot of people who had huge, huge audiences outside of Clubhouse. The interesting part for me is I didn't. You know, I had 22,000 people who follow me on Facebook. I don't know, maybe 900 people who follow me on Twitter. 2,300 who followed me on Instagram. My Instagram is now 13.1K. My Facebook stayed about the same. I'm up to about 1,400 on Twitter. And, you know, we've grown our email database over 2,000 new subscribers this month. Our email database was maybe 11,000 subscribers before this month started. And then on top of that, and this is the most astonishing fact to me, is in our lifetime coaching program, we did, it was a new offer last year that I didn't push very hard. And we did $13,000 in revenue out of that offer last year as a whole. Just one offer, one little thing that I didn't push hard. So far this year, in the first 27 days of the month, We've done over $21,000 in that offer so far this year. So it's, it's been a wild 30 days. I've also signed a nationally um, published book deal with Hay House to write a book on Clubhouse. And that happened without a book proposal, without an outline. It happened on the 13th of January after spending 17 days in the app. So I had a different initiative. I had a different focus. I was here, I was here to work. I was here to build my personal brand. I was here to build relationships. I was here with intention. And I came in and I got to work and, and I accomplished what I needed to accomplish. Yeah, and you did that in a pretty pretty damn quick amount of time, right? Because there are people here who I think are, you know, seeing this for what it is, you know, as an opportunity to do a number of different things. I've got my own strategies and perspectives for it. You've got other people who have been here probably the same amount of time as you and, and just haven't done anything, right? So, you know, you said at the very beginning there um, that this has been life-changing. 
Okay, um, and you've talked a little bit about that. Can you just go a little bit deeper into that? What do you mean by life changing? What what specifically? Yeah, I'm I'm lonely. Like I miss my friends. I when I was married before I was in masterminds. I was in the Maverick One Thousand with Yannick. I was in um, Jeff Walker's product launch, or his Plat Plus mastermind about his product launch formula product. I was in Kevin Nation's family. So I had my people that I was around all the time. When I went through my divorce and, and realized how horrible of a dad I was and how I, I put my business before my kids and all these things, I said I wasn't going to do it anymore. And I changed all my priorities. So, so now life is more important than work. But what that meant is in the time I see my kids, my wife and I, we live in Puerto Rico. We travel back to South Carolina to see my kids every single month. My kids will come to Puerto Rico in the summers and all these things on their holidays and stuff like that. So great relationship. But unfortunately, the masterminds, the live events, stuff like that, that you go invest 30, 40, 50, 60,000 in, they don't always coincide when I can be there. Because when my kids need me, that comes first. So I hadn't found an amazing solution to say, I want to be around some pretty epic people, but I also don't want to go make this 30, 40, $50,000 investment. Not that I'm opposed to doing it. I have no problem doing it. But if I do it, I want to be able to realize the investment. And want to actually be able to go to those events. And I couldn't because they happened every time I looked at the schedule. It happened on, you know, I go visit my kids on the third weekend of every single month. Well, it happened on those weekends. And I'm not willing to sacrifice that. So the life-changing point for me was meeting you, meeting Matt, meeting JT, meeting Mario, meeting people that I would never got to meet, people who are doing things differently but way more amazing than I'm doing in my world. And I'm like, man, these people are pushing me to be better. I'm learning from them. I've got people that I can, I can ask for help if I need it. I've got opportunities that never existed. They're all happening while I'm in my apartment in San Juan, Puerto Rico, and nobody else is here with me. So it's my wife and I. It's not, you know, we're not running events. We're not going out and spending thousands of dollars on ads. We're just here building relationships and working with people. And that's how I live. That's how I thrive. So that's the life-changing moment for me because I haven't been able to do it in so long, and now I can. <laughs> That is an outstanding response. I mean, I just can't believe the time frame. As I said, I've been on here two weeks. You've been on here four weeks. We're going to open this up for questions in a sec anyway. And it's kind of, I just can't, I can't really remember life before this. <laughs> you know what I mean? Because it's, it's just do, dominated. Yeah, it's just dominated things for like, you know, and, and my routines and other stuff that I'd had planned. To be, to be frank, it's been exceptional in terms of, again, what you said, the ability to connect, the ability to, to build relationships, to help um, business-wise, commercially, all those things. But it certainly has come out of left field, right? Cool. Well, listen, well, I'm, I'll, I'm, give my, you, I'll give you one little example if I can really quickly because it's kind of funny. Um, Dennis Yu, which I love Dennis, I had asked Dennis to do a podcast interview for me two years ago and I emailed him. And I got the, the normal, man, Gary, that sounds amazing. But unfortunately, there's, you know, there's a lot of, there's not just not enough time in the day for everything. And I've got to pass right now. Well, Dennis was in a room the other day and he was in the audience and he heard me speak and he sent me a couple messages and he said, I want to help you. And we, he came on stage and he said, everybody who emails this certain address, I'll give everyone that emails, I love Gary Henderson to a certain email address. I'll give everyone a free copy of my course. Well, Dennis's email addresses blew up. And he sent me <laughs> screenshots of, of like dozens and dozens of emails. Like I think it was it was a couple screens of 50 plus of people that wrote and said, I love Gary Henderson, the subject line. So Dennis, he's savvy. Yeah, I like Dennis a lot. 
Dennis went back and found that email that I sent him a couple years ago and asked him to be on my podcast, and he replied to that email and said, Gary, I think it's time we do this interview now. So last <laughs> week I recorded the podcast episode with Dennis for my new podcast that just came out today. So, you know, looking at this and, you know, it's, it's not that I didn't have some relationships in the past. I did to a certain extent. I knew them. They didn't know me. But by leveling the playing field and getting in here and using my voice and being smart and sharing my knowledge, I was able to build relationships back with people that I've been trying to build relationships with for years. And I did it all in a matter of weeks because they got an opportunity to see me for who I am. And I wasn't trying to pitch them or propose to them. I was just being me in my own environment. My, my question here, Gary, it's Mario. Um, why and how? Like you've built an incredible community on Clubhouse. I'm just looking intently to understand that what was your strategy? Now, seeing you in action, I have an idea. But for anyone listening to this, anyone that doesn't understand Clubhouse, why are you getting that much engagement? Why is your community growing so quickly? And how did you achieve it? And are you still achieving it? Yeah, I mean, it, it's still here. My strategy was simple. My strategy was to be Gary Henderson and be the best Gary Henderson that I could be. To use my voice and use my knowledge and use my 39 years of experience to help as many people as I could. And to know that if I help someone or two people or three people or four people, they would tell someone else. When someone says, Gary, how can I help you? How can I support you? Just tell someone else about me. Invite someone else to my room. I knew I had a podcast coming out. I knew I needed an audience for my podcast. So I said, man, that's what I'm going to push. And then as soon as I got my book deal, I said, whoa, I want to go sell a lot of books. I have a goal of selling 50,000 books week one. It's a big, big, big goal. So I then said, well, I'm going to start now pushing my book. And I'm going to start growing an audience and start growing a group of people that will come and spend $20 and buy a book. Well, the best way to get people to spend $20 and buy a book is to build such a strong relationship with them. And have them build this trust with you in your voice that they actually want to come and read your book. We did it for one of my clients in November. And we, we sold only 700 copies of their book during the first 30 days. But we made $700,000 out of those 700 copies that we sold. Because what we did is we gave every person who bought that book a free ticket to a live three-day Zoom event. We sold a $10,000 program at that event. It was day 29. So my 30 days on Clubhouse may be pretty epic, but my client made $700,000 in their first 30 days because we sold 700 books and we moved them to a live event where they sold a $10,000 mastermind and they sold 70 people, a $10,000 group coaching mastermind behind selling 700 people a book. That's what lights me up. That's what I'm here for. That's what I'm doing. That's my strategy. My strategy is to help people do that because that's what you need to do. And if you need a little bit of extra help from me, great. You can invest and I'll help you. I'll focus with you. But if not, then I'm just going to tell you what to go do. Go do it on your own. And I still want you to have success. So that's my strategy. And, and you know, Mario, you, I played that out with you quite perfectly. And I helped you as a friend. And now I'm helping you focus as a client. Okay. Listen, I just want to um, highlight something here for everyone who's listening. Um, be that in the audience or, or listening to this as an episode of the podcast. We're talking four weeks here, everyone. Right, we're talking four weeks. It's just incredible in terms of what can be achieved when you are again intentional and focused and take action. Right, you know that's the thing. And a lot of people have been listening on various stages that I've been on. I'm going to invite some people to ask some additional questions in a second. But the secret here is, if you want to achieve something, you've got to take action. Right, you've got to do it. And I think that's the thing I want to underline through you know a lot of the chat actually. To be frank, Gary, because you've you've actually demonstrated 
that ability, if you like, or that uh, belief all the way through this conversation today. So Gary, I just want to say it's been an absolute pleasure, mate, interviewing you. I knew it was going to be a great conversation. As I said, I've been watching what you've been doing. Really appreciate you giving up your time to come on Scale Up Your Business. And uh, yeah, I want to wish you all the success going forward. I hope the next four weeks and beyond are as equally as successful as these first four. Uh, thank you so much, Nick and Mario, for having me. And anytime, it's completely my honor to help anytime I can. And there you have it, another episode of Scale Up Your Business. Thank you very much for listening. And if you haven't yet, please leave a review on Apple Podcasts. It really does help the show become even better. And while you're there, make sure you hit that subscribe button to help you on your scale up journey. Now, perhaps you're thinking of growing and scaling your business. Perhaps now is the time. If that's you, then please check out suyb.global. That's where we have all of our programs, including the Growth Accelerator Partnership, the Maximize Value Partnership, all of our services, and of course, coaching and mentoring. Once again, be grateful, be brave, have faith, and show up. Until next time.